welcome to day 241 of Shaped by the Word, season two, uh, the drama of Scripture. We find ourselves in the middle of Isaiah, and uh, we've uh, been overwhelmed with the grandeur of the poetry, uh, but not simply the poetry, uh, but the expression and the images that paints of, of our Lord and of who we are. And we come to a significant place in, in the book of Isaiah. We come to the first of, of four songs that are called Interseverant Songs that really and give us a portrait of who Christ is and is continuing uh, work in us. Uh, we'll read this week, we'll read uh, you know the first one, and then we'll read the last one. I'm not sure why I didn't include all four uh, servant songs in this. Matter of fact, I didn't even intend to include Isaiah in this, but I could not help myself. <laughs> uh, we're doing narrative passages, so we're doing the passage that tell the history and the story of Israel as it leads into the history and the story of our redemption in Christ and, and of course, the consummation of all things uh, but the prophets have a, a big role in telling the story uh, they equip us with the images in which we understand exactly who Christ is and the depth of what he has done for us and uh, no one does that uh, better than Isaiah so uh, here we are introduced to the Lord in the first of these servant songs but as always uh, before we before we read we pause we realize that we've come into the presence of the Lord, and this is a holy place, uh, that he has uh, drawn his love around us and is working in us you know, through his word, uh, giving us a larger vision of who he is in order to stir our affections for him and also helping to see deep within the recesses of the dark places in our heart to realize uh, places that we've yet uh, to surrender to him and to his glory and goodness. And we are so compelled by his goodness that we... Uh, freely surrender everything we are to everything he is father this is our prayer amen mm -hmm. Isaiah 42 here is my servant whom I uphold my chosen one in whom I delight I'll put my spirit on him and he'll bring justice to the nations he will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets a bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out in faithfulness, he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on the earth. In his teaching, the islands will put their hope. This is what the God, the Lord, says, the creator of heavens who stretches them out, who spreads out the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to its people and life to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and I will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles, to open the eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from dungeon those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. See the former things that have taken place and new things that I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praises from the ends of the earth, you who go down to the sea and all that is in it, you islands and all who live in them. Let the wilderness and its towns raise their voices, let the settlements where Catter lives rejoice. Let the people of Selah sing for joy, let them shout from the mountain tides. Let them give the glory to the Lord and proclaim his praises to the islands. The Lord will march out like a champion, like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. For a long time, I have kept silent. I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and pant. I will lay waste to the mountains and the hills and dry up their vegetation. I'll turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. 
I will lead the blind by the way that they have not known. Along unfamiliar paths I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and will make the rough places smooth. These are the things that I will do. I will not forsake them. But those who trust in idols, who say to images, you are our gods, will be turned back into utter shame. Hear you deaf, and look you blind and see. Who is blind but my servant, and deaf like the messenger I send? Who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord? You've seen many things, but you pay no attention. Your ears are open, but you do not listen. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteous to make his law great and glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted, all of them trapped in its pits and hidden away in its prisons. They've become plunder with no one to rescue them. They have been made loot with no one to say, send them back. Which of you will listen to this or pay close attention in the time to come? Who handed Jacob over to become loot in Israel to the plunderers? Was it not the Lord against whom they have sent? For they would not follow his ways, they did not obey his law. So he poured out on them his burning anger, the violence of war, and enveloped them in flames that they did not understand. It consumed them, but they did not take it to heart. And so Isaiah uh, 2 is sandwiched between you know, two images of servants. The first is, is the servant that will redeem Israel, and the second is the servant Israel itself, which has become altogether blind and indifferent to the glories you know, of the law of the Lord. And of course you have in that, you know, the wonderful theology of who Christ is. Christ is, of course, uh, the second and the better Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is, you know, the, the second and the better David. And of course in all of that, he is the second and the far better Israel. And, and so you, you talk about two, and there's a nice little contrast there. You talk about a servant that I am making my covenant. Mm-hmm. In other words, Christ himself is our covenant and the servants that I am now in covenant with. And so he is also a new and better covenant mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, in keeping with that, I love, uh, I guess it's in verse 6, I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles to open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. And just beautiful to see that that is the work of the servant of the Lord. That is Christ as he's come and he's established the new covenant. But see, he's also extended it to the Gentiles. But he not only physically opened the eyes of the blind and freed captives and, you know, released those from darkness, but that's what he does for us. Yeah. And it's and, beautiful. And, and I like the language. Isaiah's, you know, pretty, mm-hmm. does something yeah. really nice here. He doesn't say, I will make a covenant with you. I will make you yeah. the covenant. It's so beautiful. Well, that's the images, right, that Jesus picks up and he says, you know, I'm the light of the world. But then he talks to his followers and he says, you're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You know, and mm-hmm. this idea of being a light to the Gentiles or a light to the nations is what God desired Israel to be. Mm-hmm. And Israel failed time and time again. And, and so when Jesus shows up and he is the true light, you know, he, he causes us then to become what Israel failed to yeah. be. And, and so the, you know, when we think about vocationally what it means to be the church, we're talking about this right here, that we would be the people of God mm-hmm. and display his glory to the nations. And, and, of course, we want to just push that back a little bit further to the creation mandate as yeah. well, that we were created in God's image to be a reflection of his heart and character and to, uh, you know, spread his you know, glory. Uh, you know, throughout the earth. And of course, that was Israel's call and vocation. Mm-hmm. Not simply to enjoy, you know, the blessings of being God people, but to take on the responsibilities, you know, that he describes at Mount Sinai as, as, as being a holy nation and a royal priesthood, 
uh, people who are holy nation reflect his character, royal priesthood, who draw others into the worship of him. And of course, you know, Jesus is the one who uh, will accomplish that you know, task. And of course, that is also our vocation. And we're not doing that well either. No, I was going to, uh, you know, when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, well, we see the heart of God here, and we even see in the early church, and even with Peter, like, people are still struggling with this whole you know, light to the Gentiles and taking the message beyond, mm-hmm. you know, Jerusalem mm-hmm. and the people. And so we see that it's a deep struggle for the people of God and, and definitely for us as well. And, and But yet God's told us so many times, like, no, this is, this is what I want y'all to do. And so what a good reminder. Mm-hmm. It's curious too, you see the nation of Israel, you know, is um, referred to as deaf and blind and in captivity. Um, the very things that the better servant will free us from, but they have found. Yeah, that's right, uh, and uh, it's a, and, and it's interesting. And, and of course, you're in a nice little literary thing that uh, Isaiah does. Mm-hmm. He uses a servant in, in three different ways. He mm-hmm. uses a servant to talk to Israel who has failed. He uses a servant to talk of Cyrus, uh, who will be uh, someone who does not know him, is not in relationship with him, but whom he uses to accomplish his grand purposes, mm-hmm. and then. He talks about this coming servant, uh, you know, that has you know the rings of the uh, uh, the line of Jesse that we had, you know, back or the stump, you know, from the root of Jesse that we had back in chapter eleven, and the rings of you know Psalm two, the royal, uh, you know, the uh, the royal anointed one, and all of that who accomplishes his, his ultimate purposes. So you have one who knew should have known God and failed in his purposes, one who did not know God but was used for his purposes. And one in whom God's uh, purposes are perfected, the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I love. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voices in the streets. A bruised reed, he he will not, you know, break or a smoldering wick. He will not snuff out as long as there's life. He nurtures it, uh, you know, rather than destroying it. Uh, you know, just the tenderness we talked about yesterday in the shepherd description is here mm-hmm. just described in a, in a gentle soul. He's not, you know, screaming at us. He's not, you know, he's not taking, you know, something that we've broken and uh, breaking it even further or not taking, you know, just the smallest of flames and snuffing it out. It's, it's a beautiful picture of yeah. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you've seen it back and forth. You see also his harshness and judgment and his tenderness and restoration. Yeah. Yeah, think of his words, you know, if you're weary or burdened, come to me and I'll give you rest. And mm-hmm. it's exactly what Isaiah is saying here. Also, see, just the baptism of Jesus and hearing these words, you know, that the Spirit descends on Jesus at his baptism. Absolutely. We have the, de- the declaration, this is my son whom I love, you know, the chosen one whom he delights in. Yeah, you have those images, you know, brought, you know, to, to gather. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here is, here is my beloved son and him I am well pleased the uh, Greek equivalent of the Hebrew words, you know, that are used here, and the physical yeah. descending of the Spirit mm-hmm. on him, and again, that brings in the whole, all of that image. Mm-hmm. John saw that happening. He was, he was, he was going boom, Isaiah forty-two. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess you're seeing, and, and, and a, a few other passages as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, with the coming of the servant, there's a lot of reversals. We see that in kind of fifteen, sixteen, seventeen of. Obviously, you know, laying waste to mountains and hills, the, the vegetation dries up, the rivers turn to islands, pools, they go dry, but also, you know, he's the darkness into light and the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. 
so just with the coming of servants seems to be a reversal of, of so many things that we've come to know and, and obviously that deep call of those who trust in idols who say these and you are my gods you know will be turned back in mm-hmm. other shame just you know with the coming of the servant is such change and such difference yeah. mm-hmm. no doubt mm-hmm. turned back in utter shame and, and of course you know one of the cries throughout Isaiah is those who trust in him will never yeah, never be put to shame mm-hmm. Cindy why don't you close us with a word of prayer Sure. Father, thank you for this passage. Thank you for the beauty um, of your words here as you describe um, your servant. We thank you, Father, that because um, your son has loved you well and has been faithful and has not faltered, that we are the benefactors of that, Father. That he has brought about a new covenant, Father, that we might have fellowship with you, that we might know you and and love you and walk with you. May this encourage us today, Father, that um, all this rests on, on you, on, on Jesus, and that it's been accomplished. And Father, may we um, rejoice today in these incredible words. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.